1: Oh my lands, here we are on another show, another episode, and welcome to you. My name is Jay Connor, the Private Money Authority. And uh, here on the show, we talk about real estate investing. We talk about private money and getting funding for your deals. And I have amazing guests. I mean, if you are brand new to the show, I'm so excited to have you. A special welcome to you for being a first time viewer or listener. Uh, We're on YouTube, uh, Facebook, also iTunes on the podcast. And um, as I said, I have amazing guests. Today is no exception. Wow. Do I have an amazing guest and a fantastic friend? In fact, my guest is known as the real estate underdog. Yes. My guest has been named by Time Magazine, and I quote as a trailblazer in the real estate industry. Now listen to this. My guest went from delivering pizzas to a nine figure real estate career. It was featured in Forbes and Time Magazine. And she did this by, she was only 28 years old accomplishing this. Well, in addition to that, she's a real estate developer actually by trade. And she has sort of now transitioned into becoming a real estate and life strategist, and she does that by coaching, she does it by speaking, and she has also built an international real estate team. Now, in addition to my podcast, she also has her own podcast, and let me tell you, has she got a fantastic podcast, you're definitely going to want to follow her. Um, It's a world-renowned podcast, it's called Underdog, and when she first launched her podcast, it went to the top of all the podcasts in the world, and it's now streamed in over 65 countries. Well, she is dedicating, or has, she is dedicated to empowering the world through real estate, building different revenue streams, and igniting the underdog that all of us have inside of us. So with that, I want to welcome to the show my good friend, Pamela Barty hello Pam welcome to the show
2: hello Jay how are you my friend thank you so much for having me it's such an honor I adore you so this is amazing
1: (laughs) well you are amazing yourself Um, I'm just so excited to have you on your your energy your personality your positive outlook and most of all your awesome glasses that you wear
2: (laughs) (laughs) thank you Jay I love yours too seriously I love well, you this. know,
1: my wife, Carol Joy, and I, we were so blessed to get to meet you. It's actually been less than a year ago, but met you. at. We're in a mastermind together. That's just one of the great benefits of being in a mastermind of like-minded people. You just get to meet amazing people like yourself. And, you know, Pam, I don't know who in the world came up with the uh, quote. Uh, less is, I mean, um, uh, yeah, opposites attract, opposites attract. That's like stupid, like I, I wanna hang around people that are like me, right? So (laughs) here I have Pamela Barty hanging out and I'm just so excited to have you Pam. So Pam, you, you have got quite the amazing story, but first let's just start with, how did you get into real estate to start with?
2: Absolutely, thank you so much, Jay, for having me. So basically I started in real estate in a very interesting way, right? So I owned two restaurants by the time I was 21. And I was working about 13 to 16 hour days between the two of them. And I remember real estate developers coming through and also like my uncle who was in the real estate business, he started flipping. This was around like 2012, 2013, where there was still some overflow from the 2008, 2009 crisis in terms of like foreclosures and stuff. And essentially what I would see these developers do and my uncle was get into these flips into these renovation projects where they would buy a property fix it up, and then sell it. And so I saw the numbers and I was like, these these numbers are wild. I'm like, this is a great thing. And the way they made it seem was like that you could create a different revenue stream off of it, having your money work for you and like all of that kind of thing. And I saw the numbers and I was like, you know, people are making 50, 75, 100, 150K per flip or more, depending on what kind of value they're adding to it. And so Say to myself, I'm like, wow, for me to make that type of profit net in the restaurant business is gonna take a lot. So I, you know, and I kept hearing the average millionaire has seven different streams of revenue. Meanwhile, I only had, you know, two and I was in debt from starting up the restaurants. So I was over a hundred thousand in debt. So I'm saying to myself, you know, it wouldn't hurt to learn a new skill set and start making my money work for me and building a different revenue stream. So I started flipping houses when when I was twenty one. I essentially I went to every seminar, webinar conference was just up researching whatever I could when I wasn't working in my restaurants so like every waking moment that I had aside from my restaurants I was dedicated to learning about real estate and eventually I hired a coach who helped me learn the game in my local market and then from there you know did a few deals with him and then essentially from there I I went on to do my own thing but that was kind of the journey into it and honestly I didn't think I was going to go into real estate full time and that's the crazy part. A lot of people think like I've always been in real estate. That's what I studied and that's what I did. It's like, oh no. I had my two restaurants. All I was doing was trying to build a different revenue stream through flipping houses, but eventually it just turned into this whole empire of its own. Honestly. It was a hell of a process. And I didn't anticipate and eventually I phased out of my restaurants and then just stuck directly to real estate. But you know Basically, breaking out into the construction world, became a licensed general contractor. Uh, you know, flips, of course, real estate development was the core of what I was doing, and then I got my real estate license. You know, you always you always find these complementary businesses that kind of tie into yours as you as you grow your your brand and your business. So that that's how it started for sure. Twenty one flipping houses, I had no idea what I was doing. That's for damn sure. <laughs>
1: Well, that's amazing. I mean, you started doing real estate when you were 21 years old. Um, You know, amazing thing happens. I mean, as I did in the intro just a moment ago by the time you were 28 years old. So, um, you know, you've got this podcast called, um, you know, Underdog. Why, Why is it that you are attracted to the underdog that is in all of us? And before you answer that question, Tell everybody what you mean by the underdog. For sure. So I
2: identify as the real estate underdog. So to me, it's been my identity my whole life, right? Like my family represents the underdog story, represents the American dream, which is an underdog story. If you think about it, right? To be able to come to this amazing country with nothing and build everything from the ground up. I mean, that's what my parents did. Basically came here when I was five years old They won the visa lottery to come here they didn't know how to speak english didn't know anything about anything to be honest none of our family was here they had no job security i was five years old my brother was a newborn they came here and they figured it out but this is the type of country that we live in that we have these opportunities if you hustle hard enough to create and be somebody right so to become the underdog so i've seen my parents rise as the underdog they then empowered and uplifted me and basically i went from nothing is something as well and now i'm helping other people do the same and when some people say underdog you know my mine is the true underdog story right from ground up and you know the phoenix and the whole the whole cliche thing that you want to talk about an underdog but when i say there's an underdog in all of us i truly mean that we've all faced our battles we've all faced challenges and you know everyone is going through something and you just never know who is going through something and you just can't make assumptions, right? So when I say the underdog and all of us, I mean, you know, the challenges that we all go through, we've all been faced with something. We've all been back up against the wall for something, whether it's relationships, whether it's your career, whether it's family life, whether it's whatever, we all have our things. And so just a reminder that we can all rise above that and take it to the next level. So everyone's underdog story is different. That's because we all face different challenges, mental, emotional, all, all the things. So my goal is to uplift the underdog in every situation, essentially. So that's me.
1: (laughs) I know part of what you are passionate about is, you know, working with other people, um, to push through, you know, to push through that underdog experience that, as you say, all of us have had multiple underdog experiences in our life. Um, What are some of the key strategies, the key coaching tips that you give your clients on, you know, if someone is stuck, if someone is still living in the past, if someone, you know, just is having a hard time getting over whatever that thing was that they lived through and mentally and emotionally, they're still living in it. What's your advice on how to get past that stuff and push through
2: it? 100%, Jay, I love that question. Thank you so much for that. So essentially, I mean, life comes down to this and business really comes down to this. And this is my favorite quote, and I heard Tony Robbins say it, and I know everyone quotes Tony, but it's so true that business is a spiritual game. It is 100,000% a spiritual game, right? because you have to be worthy of receiving and building and that's all of the things. So what I teach my clients and what I anyone that I interact with or anyone who listens to my show and all of that I'm deeply I'm a deeply spiritual person. Deeply deeply spiritual person. So I always talk about the alignment of mind body and spirit all in one whatever that means to you everyone has their own belief systems and their ideologies and all the things and i respect and love all of that everyone has their own perspective and it's fantastic but at the end of the day you really gotta align the three of them if you're stuck somewhere there's got to be something in your life that's causing that right is it is it a family issue is it something going on with business is it you know because when people say that they're broke I know that the core of the problem is that they don't believe in their self-worth. That's really the core of it, right? And we all chase money because we think that money creates a lifestyle for us that's always going to make us happy no matter what. But the truth is, you really got to do this deep, deep work within yourself to be worthy, to feel worthy, right? Because we are worthy. It's just, do we feel it? right and that affects how much is on, is in our bank account and all of that because everyone in the world chases money and money money they're not chasing that really when you really sit down and think about it they just want to be somewhere where they belong and they just want to be happy right there's really not a monetary value to that but as you know jay with that money comes abundance when you feel worthy of receiving and when you give to the world too when you're also a giver right law of reciprocity you give to the world world always gives back. It's the law of karma. It's the duality in the universe, I like to say. But truly, that's what what it comes down to. And what I give as yeah. the tips is is really like, sit down with yourself. It's really just personal development work that we sit down and we're like, what's really going on? Right? In your mind, in your body, in your spirit, What what is not aligned here? And how can we figure this thing out? And then lay out, you know, basically a goal action plan based on the hopes and the dreams, right? And we try to align everything together. So yeah, it's, it's it's a bit of a process that I that I put people through. And it's a process that I do with myself. I'm like, what's going on with me today? I like, oh, I need some sleep. All right, I'm gonna get some sleep and then I'm back in alignment I'm ready to go, right? So it's just sometimes it could be simple things or sometimes it's some deep emotional things that you gotta clear with yourself. I mean, we all have a, have a lot, we carry a lot sometimes. And so that, you know, we don't realize how much that affects us at the end of the day, so. Yeah, that alignment of the mind, body, spirit is the most critical because it affects everything else.
1: You said something a moment ago about, you know, people run around chasing money, chasing money, chasing money. And that's really not what it's about. And I couldn't agree with you more. Um, I think about, you know, I've, I've been in the business world now for over 40 years. And I think about particularly years ago, like when I was in my 20s and 30s, when I would have an opportunity come along and my only reason that I was interested in getting involved was for the money. I never got off ground zero. It never launched. It never went anywhere because as you just said, and I'll paraphrase, it's never about the money, right? People may think it is, but it's never about the money. And and every time that I have been passionate about what I'm doing, and there is a business plan that supports that passion that will print money and make money, but I got to be passionate about it first. I mean, you can be passionate about something and be stone cold broke, right? But I still say passion comes first, and when the business plan, you know, actually makes sense and is going to make you money because of your passion, then it works every time, right? Um right. And, and so, and I also really uh, appreciate you saying about being in alignment. I learned this phrase that psychologists use that they use. And I, I just learned this phrase, I don't know, some years ago called cognitive dissonance. And I'm sure in your line of work, you know what cognitive dissonance is. That's mm-hmm. a real fancy phrase, which means nothing more than my actions and my behaviors are not in alignment with my core values, <laughs> And so yep. my my core values as I'm sure you work with people on my core values have got to be in alignment with my behaviors, my actions, my thought process or I'm just going to be a miserable mess, right? Yep.
2: Absolutely. Absolutely, Jay. I'm telling you. And anytime now, you deviate, it you notice, your body notices, your whole soul and your being knows it when you're disconnected from where you're supposed to be. That's why a lot of people feel miserable because that that disconnect,
1: you know, they're not in alignment. So speaking of passion, I mean, you've got all, I mean, you're way too young to have as many experiences as you already have, but uh, that's a compliment by the way. (laughs) But um, What are you passionate about these days? You know, in your personal life, in your business, whatever. I mean, what's really got you all excited and pumped?
2: Yes. I mean, honestly, I just the world is shifting a lot. And I'm seeing entrepreneurship on the rise. I'm seeing people own their power. People are stepping up. Like things are very different than than when I grew up. I mean, don't get me wrong, there's still some darkness in the world, but I mean with without lightness, you know, without light there is no darkness, right? So it's that whole duality thing that I still struggle to comprehend, right? But for me it's it's seeing people rise up and own their power and, and really shift the game and become entrepreneurs and just like break through all the things. Like I've just seen so many people step up and just, you know, I can say one example that when I go back to my alma mater, when I go back to Stonehill College and I speak, you know, I see the students, you know, a lot of them are talking about like having a side hustle and like investing and like working smarter, not harder. And it's like, those are not the conversations that were being had when I was in college, you know, uh, about 10 years ago. And seeing that whole change and that whole dynamic has been super cool. And to be part of the collective mission that leads the next generation and beyond uh, of this whole new generation of business and the way like everything the world is being run, I think has been the coolest thing. And what I'm also excited about in the real estate realm is there's a lot of shifts and changes in the real estate realm as well. I love adding value to properties. That's like my jam. I love looking at something and figuring it out. Because Every property has its own code, if you will. It has its own, what's its highest and best. And you can get super creative. Like the retail markets are shifting, industrial shifting. There's all different kinds of things that are happening so fast right now. You know, there's short-term rentals, there's AirBnBs and you can get super creative. You can buy land and literally do a glamping site with it. I mean, like the opportunities are endless. And what I'm seeing in the world right now is super exciting. So both in like the in the business realms of all the new technology and all the passion and just the intuitive minds that are coming into the game and um, being part of that mission and kind of leading that. And then what's, what's happening in the real estate markets. I mean, some people are horrified, like looking at office buildings and, you know, converting them into like different creative spaces and things like that. But to me, that's super exciting. <laughs> so that's what I'm all about.
1: Real quick y'all, you guys already know that I don't run any ads on this and I don't sell anything. And so the only ask I can ever ask of you guys is that you help me spread the word so we can help more real estate investors make more money feed their families, and have the private money they need to fund their deals. And the only way we can do that is if I ask you to rate and review and share this podcast. So the single thing that I ask you to do is you can just leave a review. It'll take you 10 seconds or one type of the thumb. It would mean the absolute world to me. And more importantly, it may change the world of someone else. You started in real estate when you were 21 years old. Yeah. Um, what were some of your early struggles and lessons learned?
2: Oh boy, Jay, taking me back. Well, first off, I am always learning. I'm still learning every, like every day is a new process and it's a new, it's a new responsibility, if you will. Right. As, as we're growing, we're learning constantly or else we're dead. Right. (laughs) So one of the earliest things that I remember, I mean, as I mentioned earlier, I was brand, new to the space like i didn't know anything about construction i didn't know anything about real estate to the extent that i knew about real estate it was really that like was a real estate agent selling houses i didn't know about investing i didn't know any of any of that that's why my coach was a critical piece to my success because i got the hand holding on everything because there's so many moving parts especially in real estate development and flipping but the biggest mistake that i made 100 and i still made mistakes even with a coach right but it's just they weren't as bad right they were just there were slight compared to what could have been major right because there's some deals that it could just knock you off your feet because we're not talking hundreds we're talking thousands if you mess up on a deal you know um and a lot of people end up losing their shirts and then a lot of people end up making a lot of money so for me estimating the construction budgets i think was was one of the toughest things and budgeting like that was super difficult for me because i didn't have a baseline if you don't have anything to really model it after it becomes a whole nother ballgame so this property that i got into i mean i estimated i think it was like 80k it really ended up to be 120. but luckily my coach left like a big contingency period and i still made a lot on that deal but still you know budgeting i think was the number one thing um and i think i didn't delegate sooner you know i thought i could do everything i thought i was the entrepreneur you know boots on the ground you know hands-on kind of thing and it was like i i could have scaled out so much faster so much sooner had i not you know done that and then of course the budgeting is the first one like that one was you know so i'm like i'm like get me away from the numbers so it's like i want to i want to talk to people i want to create i want to do <laughs> i want to do the things get me away from these spreadsheets i don't want to see them you know like oh like that <laughs> so those are the couple of the mistakes that i that definitely i had in the in the beginning but i think one of the strongest qualities that i possess is the simple fact that um putting my ego aside i think has been one of the most critical elements to my success to say okay like you tell me i don't know anything you know (laughs) you tell me what i need to do at this point you know so being coachable i think that was one thing that saved me but uh, you know listening sooner even with that still i could have listened sooner so
1: yeah well you've done a lot of projects uh and i know you know I'm the private money guy, known as the private money authority. I love private money. Yes. I'm guessing you're going to have to tell me because I don't know, but I'm guessing in your real estate investing career, you probably raised some private money, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs>
2: that's how I started. I was I was 100k in debt, Jay, in the beginning when I started in real estate development with my restaurants. Actually, over that, I was over 100k in debt, and essentially I didn't have any anything extra. I had just come out of undergrad. I was going to school in tandem like whenever i had a a free minute like nights while i had the two restaurants while i was getting into real estate investing so when people give me the excuses of like oh i don't have time i'm like you don't even when i was 21 i was all over the place i barely slept (laughs) but my family you know was willing to invest in me at least the down payment we had to go private you know we had to go hard money for the first loan but at least i had enough to sustain the project to keep the project going put the down payment in and still make interest payments as I was going through these projects for, for sure. That was, Mm. that was a huge thing.
1: Right. Did you ever raise any private money, like from individuals, um, aside from hard money? So you've raised private money from individuals, right? Yes. Yep.
2: Yep. Yep. For the down payment to pay the hard money. That's how I started. Like it was like, (laughs) it was a lot. It was right. a lot. Basically, <clears throat> any, any extra capital that I needed was funded by private money, essentially. Family, right.
1: friends. So, what advice would you give to a real estate investor that perhaps hasn't raised any private money from individuals in the past? What um, advice would you give them on how to begin uh, attracting private money into their world? Of course, I coach this all the time, but I'm interested in your take on it since you've actually done it as well.
2: Yes, well I was going to say well first off you should be talking to Jay that's step number 1. <laughs> but I I would say you know for me it was really about knowing the numbers, right? Because you have to treat them like investors like this is a business. You have to know the numbers like the back of your hand. And for me when I was first starting I didn't really know my numbers and I had my coach to lean on that could confidently say like, you know, Hey, I've done this for a really long time. Here are what the numbers look like. You know, here's the construction budget You know, here's what we're buying it for. Here's what we're going to put into it. And here's what we should be selling it for. And here are the numbers and the risk levels, you know, we should be in and out of this project within six to nine months. We're holding your money for a year maximum, things like that. Now, you know, here's your percentage and, and things like, you know, that was super critical. So knowing and understanding those numbers. So if you've done it, If you have done real estate development before or any type of real estate project, you know your numbers, great. You can pitch that to your investors and keep it business. Emotion needs to be left out of it, right? But if you don't know your numbers and you're stepping into this for the very first time, I hope that you partner with somebody who knows exactly what they're doing or you have a coach that's walking you through the process because these are like, there are so many moving parts in real estate development. Yes, a lot of money to be made, but at the same token, there is a lot. There's a lot of risk and there's a lot of moving parts and a lot of moving elements. So if you're not a pro at it or don't have a coach with it, I would recommend that you at least JV joint venture with somebody who does, because there are so many different ways to creatively lay out deals. Um, you know, and I mean, you could even try to work a deal with the seller as well. I mean, there's all types of different things. You know, Ron Ron Legrand with his uh, <laughs> with his terms things, right? So there's always ways to creatively lay out the deal. It's just a matter of knowing your numbers at the end of the day, cause you can lay out whatever terms you want when it comes to that, but know your numbers hundred percent.
1: Well, and I'm glad you gave that advice. I mean, you know, I tell, um, my real estate investing, uh, coaching clients all the time, you know, who's gonna, who is going to invest with you? You know, what private lender is going to loan you money on a deal unless you're like confident in what you're doing and, and or at least come across confident, right? And right. it's going to be very hard to come across confident unless you do what you said, Pam, just a second ago. And that is knowing your numbers. I mean, you know, it's going to be very hard to be confident and, you know, talking with a private lender or whatever, without knowing those numbers. And Pam let's right now give a free gift away. So I just finished writing on this subject of private money. I just finished writing and I know you know about it because when you had me on your show, I offered it up. Yes. I just finished writing this, a money guide called seven reasons why private money will skyrocket your real estate business. And let's give it away for free. You can go to www.jayconner.com forward slash money guide and download this private money guide. And it will get you and help you get a lot of private money very, very quickly. So Pam, my next question is on my lands, where in the world do you get your drive from? That's part one. That's part one. I mean, I mean, you are, you are a highly driven uh, personality type a, you know, to the hilt, right? So you are driven. So where do you, where do you get your drive from? That's the first first part of the question. The second part of that question is if someone feels like they just don't have much drive, they just don't have much get up and go, Is there a way to change that core part of that personality
2: or not? Absolutely. Jay, thank you for the question. Those are amazing questions. So first and foremost, I mean, my drive comes from a hundred percent. My number one motivators, always my parents, right? Like watching them build from the ground up since I was a little kid and what they sacrificed for me to become who I am. I mean, they barely had enough money and they would put me through private schools. Whenever business I started, they were behind me funding it. You know, like they didn't have all this money, but whatever they had, they literally invested in me. So it was my job and my motivation to basically make sure that their sacrifice was 100% worth it, right? And to see them proud, I think is the greatest thing because they did something that altered the course of my life right they came here they put everything on the line and sacrificed for me so now it's my duty to you know take it to the next level and make sure that they know that their sacrifice was worth it to come here and build something and hustle as hard as they did um uh, so that's a number one motivator for me and then you know I'm, I'm just inspired by so many people you know i i didn't realize my story impacted as many people as it did until i started sharing it uh, for the sole purpose of just showing people like hey listen if i can do it like it's totally possible for you and not that every journey is the same right because we're all different people we walk different trails in different lives so please like don't compare yourself to anybody else but know that you can be up against all odds know that you know you write your own destiny and you can create and manifest the life that you want if you believe and you work hard enough honestly and i know that's super cliche but i've seen the american dream built right before my very eyes And it's the coolest thing in the world to see. So uh, that drives me and I want to help other people get there. So that's definitely a big driver for me is to be able to get to this level at such a young age so that I can help more and more people get there and live their best lives. Because you know, the second part of your question that you mentioned, Jay, was how do you get motivated? I mean, honestly, when you start to realize that you were put on this earth for a reason and that you're granted very specific gifts and you're very unique in who you are and what you do, that's a huge motivator. I think that digging deep within yourself and asking yourself like, what is really your why? Like, why do you get up every day and do what you do? Right, Is it, do you have a specific vision? And those who don't have that motivation is they don't have the vision built. If you don't know what you're working towards, how will you ever be motivated to get there, right? But these reflective questions are not something that's specifically taught in school to really dig deep within yourself and say, hey, what do you, what do you actually want? If You ask most people, What is it that they actually want? Jay, I'm sure you'll get this answer, I don't know. That's the problem. If you lack vision, you will lack direction and therefore you will not be motivated. So my biggest inspiration is, you know, sit down with yourself, get away from everybody, get away from your phone, all the things, and just stay clear and ask yourself and just have a conversation with yourself, God, higher power, whatever you believe in, right? And just say, hey, what is it that I want? Why am I here? And ask yourself these questions And it sounds insane, but they do come. And you start to paint that picture of the vision of what it is that you want. And sometimes life happens, right? Things don't have You know, it's never a clear, direct path. There's always obstacles in the way, right? But at least you have a clear vision of what you're working towards. And I think that that's super important. So the way that you combat that uh, anti-motivation, I want to say, is you basically create a vision for yourself and really ask yourself what it is that you want and dig deep. And what's stopping you from getting there?
1: Pam, you mentioned at the uh, beginning of the show that uh, you heard at an early age that very successful entrepreneurs uh, or millionaires, I think you said, have multiple streams of income. So what are your multiple of streams of income these days?
2: Absolutely. It's no surprise that I love real estate. So I have uh, 14, 14 properties um, that I have, that I basically built, uh, value add and i'm working on acquiring more uh, expanding the portfolio into some industrial some commercial things like that right now i have pretty much mostly residentials in my portfolio i have some commercial um, getting into crypto you know it's just it's hard for me you know how it is jay when you're in real estate you have a real hard time investing in anything else <laughs> honestly but my ventures have been one that i've been um that i've been building different streams of and i you know my next one will be building an actual real estate school one where you know people can get their real estate license which i think will be really really cool and um, the rental portfolio is definitely a huge one and then i do have you know um different streams in life insurance and a little tiny bit in stocks most of my holdings are in real estate though definitely definitely 100 percent. But you know the key to that though is always making sure you're not over leveraged. That's also that's also another thing. And complementary businesses, if you can, and affiliate relationships wherever you are. So those are kind of where my different revenue streams, my Amazing. revenue streams kind of lie.
1: Yeah. Amazing, Pam. So uh, Pam, um, I know that I have a listener right now, in particular, that is wanting to work with you because they're not exactly sure what they want out of life they're not sure exactly you know how to get there how can they connect with you pam
2: absolutely absolutely so i mean the best way would be definitely send me an email i'm always 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 on my email or my social media or anything like that so um if you're on instagram it's pamela underscore bardi b-a-r-d-h-i um uh, linkedin definitely for sure and then my email Jay, will i'll give everyone my personal email that they can contact me which is um pamela at the moshe dot com as well so that's p-a-m-e-l-a at the moshe group t-h-e-m-o-s-c-h-e group dot com and i'd be more than happy more than happy to connect
1: Thank you awesome and that email again one more time pam just a little bit slower because it sort of like ran together
2: No worries. No worries. It's a long one too. I'm so sorry. So it's Pamela, P-A-M-E-L-A, at the, T-H-E, Moshe, M-O-S-C-H-E, group.com.
1: That is awesome. Pam, you've been an amazing guest here on the show. Parting comments.
2: Oh, Jay, it was an honor. Seriously, you are amazing. I love your personality. I love everything that you are. You're incredible and you're just doing amazing things for the world. So thank you so much for having me, my friend. Appreciate you. Right.
1: Pam, thank you for coming on. Well, there you have it, my friend, another episode of this show. I'm Jay Connor, the Private Money Authority. And before we sign off, I want to ask a favor of you. And that is, I really appreciate likes, shares, subscribes, um, five-star reviews uh, on uh, on itunes and if you happen to be watching on youtube be sure and click that bell so you don't miss out on being notified on upcoming episodes so there you have it this here is to taking your success to the next level and we'll see you right here on the next show mm-hmm.